everybody, and welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. We have another great episode for you today. Today's guest is Kevin Jones, and he is the owner of FNH Cleaning Service. Kevin, thank you for joining today. How's it going? Welcome to the show. It's going great. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm excited to have you on and thank you. excited to know a little bit more about your business and uh, for you to share your story. So. Uh, like I mentioned, this is all about you sharing your story, and we want our listeners to uh, relate to certain experiences that maybe you've gone through or find motivation through your story to become entrepreneurs, the next ones, and absolutely um, start their business. What what does um what does FNH stand for? Faith and hope. Faith and hope. Okay, okay, I love that. And how did you uh, get started with your cleaning business? So long story short, uh, I'm actually a combat veteran and I got out of the military and. Yeah. So you're saying you're, you're a combat veteran, by the way, thank you for your service. I did a couple tours and I was a combat medic. And when I got out, you know, I didn't really want to pursue that anymore. I had enough, I seen enough that I didn't know what to do. So I became a, I started working for Boeing and when the 737 and 747 started going down, um, and having, you know, mechanical issues where I was working, started doing a lot of layoffs. So I just, I just woke up next to my wife one morning and said, Hey, you know, your mom owned a cleaning company. My mom owned a cleaning company for 30 years. Why don't we do what we know and, you know, take a leap of faith. And she said, well, how are we going to do it? And I said, well, this month it happens to fall with us five weeks. So I have three paychecks and I can cash out my 401k. And from the get-go, she was very supportive. She said, okay, if you think we can do this, let's do this. And that's pretty much how I got started. And um, how, old, how old were you at that time? I was 29. 29, okay. And how long ago How long ago was this? Is this recent or a few years ago? <laughs> that's what even, is even better. Right before COVID. April 2nd, 2020. So COVID already happened, but we weren't really in the the shutdown phase yet. Okay. Okay. A lot of businesses seem to have, a lot of businesses seem to have been born during that uh, time, whether it was intentional or not intentional, because I've ran into different business owners that, you know, they started a business intentionally because of COVID as well. So, um, but yeah, right around that time. Uh, perfect. And you said you both of your uh, parents had cleaning businesses, right? Yeah, my wife, my wife's mom, st- my mother-in-law still owns a cleaning company. Um, but she's more like small time, just doing a couple houses here and there, just something to do. And then my mom retired her cleaning company after 30 years. So I kind of grew up doing it. Um don't tell CPS, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, from the age of two, you know, my mom was a single mother. So I, I felt like I was doing something, but obviously I wasn't because I was two. 
So we would go into a house and she say, Hey baby, like just go ahead and wipe what you can reach. Um, so that's what I would do. And when I, as I got older, I started actually doing things, um, before I joined the military for, from the age of 16 to, uh, 18, I helped to run the company as a lead. Um, and then even when I switched from active duty to reserves, I helped run her company and expand to three other States. And after 30 years, she just decided she didn't want to do it anymore. And she retired it. How was there ever had too much time passed or was there ever a thought like of you contacting maybe her old clients or did you start from scratch? So I started from scratch because my mom is very much about tough love. Um, She said, I had to start from scratch. I'm not going to just give you my clients. Um, I, because that's what, you know, led me to grow into the person I am today is by starting from scratch. So that's exactly what I want for you is to be able to start from scratch because I don't want anyone's son to ever be able to tell you that the only reason why you made it is because you took your mom's clients. So everything I have is because of what I've earned or worked hard for. And I am a man of God. So I do believe in that. I won't get in that too much, but um, it wasn't all me, but I, everything I have is because of me and my beliefs. Yeah. Faith is um, very important, I think in life and, um, it is. without a little bit of faith then you know how i don't know how people can um get through things in life so there's a faith is always very important uh how so just to get this right so you started from scratch you left yep. your job you had three pay three paychecks you were saying you were going to cash out your 401k um yep. how was your um wife working at as well did she leave her job or, or she was uh She's going to get started with the business. So she, was, she, was a, um, she was doing like kind of a work from home kind of thing. Um, but she was more of a stay at home mom because I was making enough money at working for Boeing that she didn't have to work. She just pretty much was a stay at home wife um, and then did a couple of things just to keep her busy on the side, you know, making a couple hundred bucks a month, which is fine. Um, and just, you know, doing data entry, like from home, things like that. Okay. And how was your process? A lot of people I see have done this differently, like in terms of the business and the legalities of it and all that stuff. Was that something you worked on first? Like, you know, getting maybe some type of LLC and, you know, maybe getting a website or just being able to, to where people can contact you, or did you just jump into it and like, okay, let me see who I can get clients with first. Let me start working with them and then I'll work on the rest as we go. How, how was your style? No. So what, what I did is I started the right way. Um, I got the, I got the business license. I got the insurance and I got the bond. I started right. And I took care of that with my 401k and stuff. And then I, my wife is very intelligent when it comes to computers and graphic design and everything. So she is actually the one that designed our logo um, and me and her together created our website. Okay. Okay. Just, nice. to, just to save some money. And yeah. I've gotten many compliments on how it looks. Um, she was not a master, but very good at, you know, the SEO and everything like that, the optimization. So we kind of saved that money and just did it ourselves because the, mm-hmm. when a lot of people are starting out, um, it, it's, it's best to just, and this is for the future entrepreneurs, it, it can, if you have lots of money, you know, it is best to have someone else do it. But if you don't know how they did it or what they're doing, or if they don't have the same vision within their business, 
there at within your business as you do, then it's not going to be what you're looking for. So we figured, well, we already know how to do it. We'll save money with that and get exactly what we're looking for. And that's, I recommend, you know, knowledge is power. So if you just jump in and you try and teach yourself how to do the things, you're more inclined, one, to save money on the back end and on the overhead, and two, to learn exactly what it takes to run a successful business. Yeah. Or also, this is not my strong suit. I need to hire somebody for this as well. Like you can see what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses exactly. as you're continuing to work on stuff. Um, Absolutely. Was that all of that? You were able to get all of that done like within the first few weeks in the month, I guess, the first month? No, actually, you're Gustavo. We actually did all of that within. So what took the longest was the business license and stuff. Um, I did the bond online, so I got it immediately. I did the insurance online, so by the next day I had it. Um, mm-hmm. With the website, it took us about three days. So within about two weeks, everything was up and running smoothly. Um, and we were, we were, we hit the ground running, honestly, sprinting. Actually, we, uh, I think for a startup, we probably, and I'm not bragging. We probably had one of the best months for a startup, um, right uh, at the get go, because I, we both had experience. I think we made $8,000 profit our first month. Just, we, oh. I knew how to market. I, I that's my, spe- my strong suit is marketing. I'm phenomenal marketing. Um, and so we hit the ground running and immediately, you know, we had our, our setbacks, you know, being a faith-based company, a lot of, some people didn't want to do business with us um, because they assumed they, and I don't mean this towards any religion at all, that they assumed that um, we were going to come in and shove our religion down the throat. And that's not how we operate um, at all. We, I come in and I do my job, my job, my business is first. Yes, I do believe in God. But my business is first. And if someone asks me why I have why I have the beliefs I do or what the, the name of my company means, then that's when I go into detail. And even the people that are non-believers, when they hear why the name of my company is what it is, they they are very intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. And I think I agree with you there because as part of um the company that I'm with, we're big on faith too. And this, we operate the same way. Like it's not something that, you know, we're going to push on you. It's like, just what it's our beliefs and it's what we want to um, also stand by. So uh, if anybody is interested in ask questions then we're always open to talk about it, but um, it is not something where, you know, you're going to be forced into or anything like that, but I can see how people, tend to view it like that sometimes um yeah and that that caused one of my problems um someone actually wanted to write an article on us mm -hmm. and they in their article wanted uh the short version of it they wanted me to rebrand my company they Mm -hmm. said hey you're not going to ever be successful with a faith-based company because people are going to assume that you're only targeting faith-based people and when i told them hey look if it means and i am a strong believer i said if it means re uh, rebranding my company, if rebranding my company means giving up what I believe in and hiding what I believe in, then I don't want it. And they went on to write an article and that's exactly what I said right there. You heard exact words I said. They wrote on, they went on to write an article about me saying that I'm a Westboro Baptist, which is the KKK um, or a version of the KKK. And I'm not racist at all. 
um, by any means. My my kids are half Mexican, half white, so I'm definitely not racist at all. And then um, that when I have clients, I walk in and I shove my religion down the throat. Now, from what I just told you, I said, when in that conversation at all, did I ever say that I am racist or that I don't want anyone other than faith-based people? What I said is, I don't want to rebrand my company if that means losing my faith. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you stuck with your beliefs and that you didn't, um, you know, succumb to their request and it's unfortunate that this company writes an article about you and just your words like that. But what's more important is that you um, stick to your beliefs and stick to your faith. Uh, I want to, uh, from what you said earlier, I want to know some few details off. Okay, we, we got done with the legal aspect of business. And then before, right before you, you start working with clients and all that stuff, um, you're a commercial-based cleaning company, right? Commercial slash residential. We start off as residential. Okay. okay, so how much do you need to invest? And it could be ballpark figure, um, right? Uh, in terms of products or materials, like when did you start making those purchases, or when do you start? Uh, how much material or equipment do you need to get started? So honestly. Sir, you don't really need that much. Cleaning businesses are one of the quickest and easiest businesses to start. Um, you know, you got you to get the basic multipurpose cleaner. You need a vacuum. You need a mop. So I would say, besides the, the, the legality of it, materials-wise, if you want to get a vacuum and stuff, I say you can get started for probably $700, you know? I, as I said, cashed out my 401k and everything. So I started, um, and that's nothing against the new entrepreneurs. You know, it, it is difficult. I just happened to be in a decent situation that I had a good start. So we bought a higher end vacuum. We bought higher end supplies. Um, but honestly, for, I think even with my higher end vacuum, which was $800, I think we got everything for about $1,100, $1,200. And it doesn't even take that. You can honestly... And, you know, everyone thinks, you know, the higher end supplies are the better. I, I've dealt with people that, you know, use dollar store supplies and the, it works just as good. So you could go spend a hundred dollars at the dollar store and be, you know, set up for the next couple months for supplies. The only thing that would cost money is honestly your, your mop and your vacuum. So I would say between five to a thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. And how, um, you started with residential and then you jumped into commercial as you went along? Correct. So our goal was actually to start with um, commercial, but it just worked out to be more residential. Um, you know, with commercial, you're dealing with someone else's business. And, you know, people don't really want to work. It doesn't matter if I tell you I have 30. I don't right now. I'm only 32. But if I tell you I have 30 years of experience, but if I don't have the clients to prove it, especially in the commercial world, people aren't going to believe it. So mm -hmm. how it worked is I got residential clients and then they found, they knew business owners. And then it went on and on and on to where I, I built a legacy and not just, I built a foundation, not just my words. My, my words were not my strong suit. It was the work I've done, who mm -hmm. I've worked for, 
and things of that nature. In fact, one of our clients is one of the biggest distributors of jewelry in all of the United States. He has over a that he distributes to over a thousand stores. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously I didn't get that overnight. I had to earn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's pretty smart and that's a good strategy for if you want to get into the cleaning business, right. And you want to do commercial, you can start by residential. And if you have a good service, if you have, um, provide a good product and you communicate well, you can, I mean, it's probably, it's not always going to work the same. I don't know, depending on where you live, I guess, as well, depending on your location, but, um, you can be referred business owners and then you can jump into the commercial space as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. What, what, um, so now tell me a little bit about what you did to get those clients to begin with. Like, and uh, when you first started the, uh, cleaning business how did you get your first clients so our first clients as i said i was big into marketing so mm -hmm. we started off with signs um you know the little cardboard signs you see around like vote for this person or a mm -hmm. grand opening we started with those and i think we bought um about a hundred of them for like two hundred dollars and we just went around you know about a 30 mile radius putting down putting up signs um, and then we created a Yelp page. Um, we, we did a lot of marketing. I advertised on shopping carts. Um, and like I said, not everyone can start like that, but I just happened to get lucky on the month I decided to start it. So how I went about it is, you know, we did the residential clients and we wouldn't just go in and do our job. A lot of people are afraid to speak up. I, me and my wife, you know, my wife is the more shy one. We're constantly asking like, do you by a chance know anyone else that we could, you, you know, show what we're capable of doing? Um, do you know any business owners? Um, and we would just advertise and advertise, constantly advertising. We had magnets on the side of our car. So even if we were at a grocery store and we were off work, people could give us a call. Um, my, a lot of people don't, what I believe in the biggest thing my mentor ever told me is if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then why, what makes you think others will invest in you? So you need to invest yourself into the company, whether it's, you know, t your time, um, blood, sweat, and tears. I don't really recommend this, the blood and tears, but you know, it happens when you're starting up, it happens. Um, and that's kind of what we did. We became a part of the chamber of commerce, um, so that we get in front of other, you know, business owners. We went to networking events, um, you know, and just constantly we're talking to, up and coming business owners, entrepreneurs. We see, we uh, how do you say it? We constantly looked for mentors to help us, you know, develop a successful business plan. And that's, that's how we got where we are. Okay. And I love how you mentioned mentors and everybody that I've had as a guest says they have a mentor. So mentors are super important for absolutely you know, everybody. Are, are these mentors people, do they have to be, would you say, or, or in your case, are they people that own other businesses? Or I think our mentors can also be somebody who just, you know, pushes you in the right direction. But in your case, do they also have cleaning companies that you learn from or not? Actually, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, okay. our, my mentor, the first mentor I ever had actually owns a construction company. Okay. Um, and it's kind of weird how that happened. You know, you got, you got to make sure. And the reason why I'm saying this is you got to make sure to, 
establish what the the industry average is for whatever you're doing. If you're a painter, make sure you check the averages. And the reason why I'm saying that is, uh, thank God I had him and he was honest. I did a job for him and I did the bid. I completed the job, sent it to him, and he called me up and he said, I need you to come into my office. I thought I did something wrong. I come in and he said, sit down, please. And I was scared. And he said, I don't like what you charged me. Once again, I'm even more scared. I'm like, oh my God, like, did I charge too much? He said, for the amount of work you did and the talent you brought, what you charged me is not nearly enough. You needed to have doubled that. And I said, okay, well, I I already billed you. And he said, I don't care. I'm changing that right now. Do an invoice right now in front of me and double what you charged me. Okay, I did. And he said, do you have a spreadsheet to figure out these costs? Are you just throwing me something off the top of your head? I said, well, we have a, we have an hourly standard. And then, you know, that's what I charged you. And he said, well, judging by what you charged me hourly, it's not nearly enough. And he sent me, he graduated from UW, University of Washington, as a financial manager or something. So he actually created a spreadsheet strictly for my industry that I could plug in my materials, the hours, my, my employees, everything. And at the end, it shows you how much you should bid. Um, that was one of my mentors. One of my mentors is a counselor. And he, you know, pounded strictly into my head how important it is that yes, you are a new business owner, but it's still important to take your time. You you don't want to put 24-7 into this business. Like, yes, everyone says do that. But if you're not willing to take time for yourself, you, your growth is eventually going to become a sickness and you're going to drive yourself into the ground and your business is not going to operate properly into it. And that's my two best mentors. I've had like five other ones, but they're just mainly the same thing. Like, don't ever give up. When times get tough, if you have a tough time, give me a call. I'll push you in the right direction. You know, that those two first ones, though, are my favorite mentors that have stuck by my side no matter what. I love that story you shared by the construction worker because it's crazy how there's these very amazing people that we can come across and are willing to help just like that. And um, we can learn from them because... absolutely. I mean, him just open you like anybody else could have been like, man, this guy was super cheap. I got an awesome deal and move on. But he went a step further and called you and said, charge me, charge me more. And by the way, let me show you how this can possibly help you. Yeah, and and actually, and actually he did. He when I was sitting down in his office, he said, I actually exactly what you just said, sir. That's exactly what he said. He said, I thought like, wow, I just got a good deal. And then he said, but something, something that didn't allow me to take advantage of that because I wouldn't want someone to take advantage of me. So why would I take advantage of you? And he said, and he said, you know, I was once a startup also. So I wouldn't have wanted, I, he said, I'm sure people took advantage of me. So I don't want to be that same business owner as they were to me. And that's when he said, Hey, here you go. Look at this, look at this. And it's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And he also, another thing, um, a lot of people have told me, you know, Hey, you're too expensive. I guess I'll just go find someone cheaper. And I brought that to his attention and he said, okay, well getting something cheaper doesn't necessarily mean better. And he sent me a meme of, um, Hey, I had the, 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 the cheapest purse I could find. 
and they were bricklayers. They were mason people. And some bricks were diagonal, some were straight, some were crooked, some were going up and down, some were going horizontal. And he was like, this is what you get for cheap. And he said, you need to remember that, that, you know, if these people can afford Michael Kors or, you know, Jordan shoes, they can afford your service. They're just not willing to pay. And I've lived by that. If you don't want to pay me what I'm worth, then I don't want to do business with you anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, you made a great point because sometimes that's, if they can afford Jordan shoes, like you said, if they can afford uh, designer clothes and designer jewelry and all that stuff, then they can definitely afford to pay for good services. Um, exactly. And I, I love how you mentioned that. Uh, what What is some things where, yeah, well, what's, what are, what is the plan for your cleaning business? Um, have you had the chance, the opportunity to like, need to hire people or um, oh, yeah, what's 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 on what's the game plan for the cleaning company right now so the cleaning company is actually slowly or quickly becoming not a cleaning company essentially um it's not just a cleaning company we have merged um i stepped back and i'm going through the legality part of it right now we are shifting into a facilities management company so we will no longer just be doing the cleaning, but we'll take care of maintenance. We have a water leak. If you have something that needs to be fixed, we do that. If you need painting done, more of a one-stop shop. So Gustavo, if you called me and said, hey, you know what, Kevin? I, I know you say you're a cleaning company or facilities management, but I need a painter. All right, I'll, let me go track down one of my guys. Um, they don't directly work for me, but we are a connection-based, referral-based company. So we do do the carpet cleaning. We do the cleaning. Uh, the carpet cleaning as well as the normal cleaning, but we also do a couple other things and the rest it's more of a connection base. Um, and we are shifting into a facility management and the game plan is, you know, we have hired some people during COVID. It, it, our retention rate was not the best. A lot of people just wanted to come in, collect a paycheck or two and leave so they could pay their bills and then go back on unemployment to say, Hey, I did work for someone else. I just mm -hmm. didn't like it. It wasn't for me. And a lot, we noticed a lot of people scamming during that time because they were making more money than the average business owner could pay them because the extra boost the government gave them, the extra $600, people that were working at McDonald's before and now making twice the amount they're making even per month, per week. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw that one of my, one of the people we hired, I went into uh, the dollar store and I was picking up supplies, blah, blah, and asked him how much he was making. And he told me. So I offered him twice that amount and we're paying him. And then he left and was making, I think he was only 23 years old and on unemployment, somehow they were paying him a thousand dollars a week. So he was making $4,000 a month and he barely had any stuff. So the next plan is to, you know, we, we found a couple of good people. We're sticking with them. Um, and the next plan is, what I, what I recommend as a, as a mentor, because we did win local business mentor of the year also, is don't get stuck working in your business, but it's better to get stuck working on your business. So a lot of people, young people, they get stuck in the business and they never get out of it. So what I recommend is figure out ways, as you mentioned, which is very important, that once you get established, figure out what you can hire out and what you need to maintain doing yourself. So I realized I don't need to be cleaning. I, I could train someone. I know how to do this. And I strictly became more about the marketing and the customer relations. And then I realized, well, I don't need to do the customer relations either. 
someone else can do that. So I hired a quality control person. And then I realized, okay, well, now I've gotten to a point where I don't necessarily have to do all the cold calling. I could hire someone else. And I hired someone to cold call. So over the course of two years, we now have a quality control manager, someone that strictly calls, does the cold calling. I have four employees. Um, and then, yeah, that that's that's about it. it. It's it's very important to not get stuck in your business because that's yeah. how most businesses will fail is because people are too scared to take a chance of hiring someone. Um, and yes, I'm not going to lie. It is hard finding someone that's going to, you know, fulfill what your beliefs are in your business or fulfill the vision that you have for your own business. But then that's where the leadership comes in. If you're not being a good leader, how are they going to be, how are they going to develop what your standard is? So it's very important to be a good leader as well. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing all of that information because I usually ask, you know, business owners, um, what is some advice? And you pretty much hit that on the nail right there, which I love everything that you shared. And, um, the biggest part of that is seeing what you can work on the business instead of working in the business. So a lot of times people need to um, take a step back and, and, and see where their time can be best spent in order to grow their business. Um, what, what's something that you value um, the most about your business? Like what, what, what does success mean to you? So success to me is not getting stuck in the world. Um, going back to the faith, I believe that it's important to be not self-centered. No matter how much money you make, it's very easy to become self-centered. It's very easy as I am a victim of, or not a victim, I am guilty of doing, sorry, is when I started becoming very successful, I was like, oh yeah, I did this. I did that, but I didn't do that. And I didn't do this. You know, I do believe in God. So it was God, but also... I was taking credit for people that were referring me stuff like, Oh, well, if I wouldn't have met that person, you know, then, then I, you know, things like that. And my wife is the one that sat me, sat me down and humbled me and said, okay, but those people reached out to you without those people, you wouldn't have got that other contract without meeting, without them introducing you to that business owner, that business owner never would have met you. And they wouldn't have referred you to these businesses. And that continued. Um, so success to me, is not necessarily the money aspect, but the morals. You can have all the money in the world. You can be the most successful business in the world. But if you're not a people person, in my opinion, you're a nobody. And what set me apart, us apart, is the fact that, let's say you call me Gustavo right now and you say, hey, I need, I don't need you to clean for me right now, but could you maybe help me? Yes, absolutely, I'll be there. And I had a lady, and it's kind of a sad story, her, her kids, she had twin sons, they're, elderly um and they both died within two months apart and she said i don't need you to clean i just need and our our motto is hands of prayer that can also clean really well she said i don't need you to work i just need you to talk to me and we did we talked to her for three hours our vision is not to just be a company that sees our clients as just another number or just another paycheck but you soon become our family or our friends, that if you called me up right now and said, hey, you know what? I need a babysitter. I'll figure out a babysitter and I'll get you there. Hey, you know, me and my wife need to go out. Can you please watch my child? Absolutely. Or, hey, I need you to come over and I need you to help me move some stuff. Absolutely. We are not just a company, but we are now a part of your family, a part of your friendship, a part of your circle. 
And that's what success means to me is being different than the world. And I, I don't, I don't know exactly how to define that because each person that's different, but to me, that's what success was, is being different than the, the industry standard. I love it. I love it. You really set a good, clear example of what success means for you. And it's definitely a little bit different than, than I would say what most people say. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, Kevin, if someone is looking for your services, uh, you're located in, in Lakewood, Washington, right? You service that general area? Uh, Lakewood in a 40-mile radius. So from about Seattle, Washington, down to Olympia, Washington, and then out to Anderson Island and out to Black Dot, oh, Ravensdale. So that's about anything in between that circle. Okay. If someone is looking for your services and, and that lives in that general area, what's the best way that they can get in contact with you? Um, so we have a website where you can book directly on the website, or of course you can reach out to, to us via our phone number. Um, you know, I don't know if you want me to disclose that, Gustavo. I can put that on the air if you want. Yeah, you could go ahead and then we'll, we'll add it to the notes as well, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So that number is 253-240-6370. And our website is faith. So the word faith, the letter N, hopecleaning.biz. Um, and either one of those, you can reach out via email also. Um, but those are the two fastest ways. Because when you book on our website or you reach out, it immediately hits my phone. Um, you can also text that number, you know, things like that. So that is the best way to reach out to us. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And uh, I want to thank you, Kevin, for being on the show again. And um, I want to thank the audience for listening to the podcast. Please remember to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Your support is very much appreciated and helps us out so much. Tune in next time for another great entrepreneur story. Bye.